welcome to the Gym Secrets Podcast, where we talk about how to get more customers, how to make more per customer, and how to keep them longer, and the many failures and lessons that we have learned along the way. I hope you enjoy and subscribe. I wanted to bring up something that's very important for marketing. All right, so uh, Gym Launch has been focusing a lot on acquisition. We always have, but um, especially, I mean, 2020, that's our entire focus for our community. But what I wanted to do is dispel some of the myths, ooh, dispel some of the myths or, um, I don't know, stuff that people talk about that really just isn't important uh, for marketing. And so I see this stuff all the time. You do too. So-and-so got a thousand leads in two days, right? Um, or so-and-so got $1 leads. And so the where a lot of people will direct your attention is the cost per lead, right? Um, and it's usually because it's the top part of the funnel. And, you, and it, would, it would almost be as ridiculous as saying, so-and-so was getting $1 clicks, right? <laughs> so-and-so is getting $5 cost per impression, right? Cost per eyeball. And so the further up you go in the funnel, and by funnel I mean from like click all the way to customer, um, the, the further away from the truth you really get, right? And so the only number that really marketing, sorry, that really matters in marketing from an acquisition standpoint is cost per acquisition. And I would say a secondary number that matters are the two other numbers that, that would be subsets of that will be upfront cash value and then lifetime value. All right, so those are kind of the three big ones that you're looking at from an act from from for marketing, right? Now, here's one of the mistakes that a lot of people make, and a lot of a lot of agencies know that less experienced business owners will say these things, or maybe the agencies don't know this, right? And so they'll say, "Hey," and I just literally got this example from someone in our, our community. They were getting solicited by uh, a marketing agency, and they were like, "Hey, we got you know so and so's lead cost from thirty dollars lead to twenty dollars lead, right?" And they were marketing that as a, you know, really great outcome, which, you know, is great, whatever, right? Um, but the point is, is that the cost for the marketing services uh, was $2,000 a month. And when those marketing services were taken into account into the cost per, per lead, now I'm still not getting to the major stuff, but I'm just saying at least showing this. For the cost per lead, the cost per lead went up to $45 a lead. And so, if anything, for the customer that was literally their testimonial, uh, they had actually made their situation worse, right? And so this is kind of where you start unpacking the data and thinking like, does this really matter and why is this important? And so I'm gonna walk through each step real quick and then I'm gonna tie into why uh, the last number matters, which is cost of acquisition, right? Is that first you have impressions, which is your cost per eyeballs, which depends on whatever media source you're using, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, whatever, you're getting charged for eyeballs, right? From there, you have clicks, right? That's when people talk about CTR, click-through rate, especially unique click-through rates, because that's what matters. How many unique people are clicking on the link to get to your page, right? So be the next piece, all right? So now that you've got eyeballs, you've got a certain percentage of those eyeballs that click uh, uniquely, because one person clicking five times doesn't really matter, and that's why these data points can be deceptive. Oh, we're getting $1 clicks. It's like, well, what if people are just clicking all the time? What if you have bots that are clicking, right? Which is actually super common. And then from there, you have uh, your, your opt-ins, right? Your leads, and you have conversion rate on the page, what percentage of the people are opting in. Thank God, and here we are, we have a lead, right? Now, from that lead, you then have a schedule rate of some sort, if you're doing appointments, which most service-based businesses that are listening to this are doing appointments of some sort, right? Um, you have your schedule rate, and then you have your show rate, all right? And then after your show rate, you have your actual sale itself. So how many people of the people who are walking are actually getting closed? And then from that close, you have your upfront revenue, how much cash is collected upon the first transaction, and then the lifetime value, which is what you're expecting to collect over the life of the customer, right? 
And so as a rule of thumb, just so you guys know, you want to have a three to one or higher um, LTV CAC ratio, which means a lifetime value of the customer to the cost of acquisition. Now, that's what most businesses say is like, if you, if you can't be above three, you're not really, the business probably won't work. I like to be much, you know, much, much higher than that. Our gyms on average get five and a half to one on the front end, not even including the lifetime value. Now, the difference is that some businesses are higher, uh, higher profit than others. And so the actual lifetime value is taking off of gross margin. Okay. And so that means the cost. Um, so like, let me, let me give you an easy example. So with meals, right? If we're selling a meal, I'm just going to use easy numbers here. So let's say we sell a hundred dollars worth of meals and let's say the cost of those meals, hard costs of just food, labor, et cetera, right? For those meals, let's say is, is, is $60. Okay. So $60 of that is just hard cost, right? And then now we have $40 left over, which is our gross margin. And so if we know someone's going to make four of those $100 purchases, the lifetime value is not $400, but four times the $40 that's left over, which is going to be 160. And that's what we do our ratio of three to one off of. And so when you're looking at your gym and you know what your gross margin is, which should be, you know, if you're, if you're spreading out your, um, spreading out your rent between all your classes and your cost per trainer for all the set, you know, for all the classes, then you're going to get your gross margin for fulfilling the service, right? And so whatever that gross margin is. Um, and then from that, that's what you're going to multiply out in order to determine whether it's profitable for you to acquire customers or it makes sense for this marketing campaign, right? Now, back to the original premise. The only marketing number that matters is cost of acquisition, right? Now, the reason I had the two other numbers, which is upfront, upfront cash and lifetime values, because let me give you a counter example. Let's say it costs me $10, right? To acquire a customer that uh, is worth, I don't know, let's say $40, right? Just for simple math. All right. Now let's say I get zero of that money and I'm going to get that $40 over the next year. I'd have to have a lot of money up front. I'd have a lot of capital in my pocket, maybe outside funding, et cetera, to be able to spend $10 to make that sale. Now let's counter that with a different promotion. So, right, we're trying to attract a different type of customer. Let's say it's a personal training customer, right? And let's say it costs us, I don't know, $500 to acquire this customer, but we immediately get 1,000 or 2,000 and we know that this person is gonna be worth 10 on average. Right, and so even though it might cost us more to acquire these customers, we're actually making more money overall, and we have immediate cash value. And so this is where it gets really interesting into like the different shades of marketing, why one number might not tell all. Right. So back to the original thing. Mosey Nation, real quick, if you are a business owner that has a big old business and wants to get to a much bigger business, going to $50, $100 million plus, we would love to talk to you. And if you like that and would like to hear more about it, go to acquisition.com. You can apply anywhere on the page and talk to one of our team and see if we can help you get there. Would you look at a marketing agency? Ah, oh, we're getting $20 CPMs or $10 CPMs. Ah, oh, probably not. We're getting $1 clicks. For what? For what promotion? How do we know they're unique? Are they are they like what? Is, what are people clicking on? Right? Is it a picture of a hot chick, or is it a picture of you just explaining your program? Well, probably the you coming to the, explaining your program to be more qualified click. There might be fewer of them, but the likelihood that that click becomes a customer is much higher, right? And so then once you have your leads, and then you have a certain percentage of that schedule. Okay, well, how much is my cost per schedule? All right, this is getting a little bit closer to home. This is becoming a little bit more interesting, a little bit more valuable, right? And then even further along, what's my cost per show? Right. And so for me, 
I think if I'm if I'm thinking and breaking this down for like if I'm talking to a gym, which most of you guys are, or if you're a brick and mortar service, whatever, um, I'm going to be looking for marketing at cost per show, right? Now, big picture, you have to know what promotions you're marketing, right? If you're running, um, you know, a 14 day free trial compared to a 12 week ultimate transformation, you're probably going to get a different cost per show on those, but you might close a higher percentage of the people who are coming in for 12 week, and you might close about a higher average ticket. And so that's where the ratios of how much it costs compared to how much cash up front compared to lifetime value comes into play. And that's how you can really make analysis of whether or not your marketing is working for your business, right? And so when you take all this stuff into consideration, like the, the only objective I had for this entire piece of content is just think a little bit more beyond the headline. When someone says, I'm getting $1 leads. Well, how many of them are scheduling? Of the people that are scheduling, how many of them are showing? Other people are showing what percentage of those are buying and what packages, right? And so then it gives you far more truth into what's going on. And those are the types of questions that you wanna ask someone if they're, if they're telling you or they're spouting out individual stats that aren't within the larger context of an entire campaign or really even an entire business model. The reason that I've become so obsessed with this stuff is because I continually try and I'm trying to obviously improve our business, but also the businesses of all the gyms that we work with, et cetera, is that as I've given, Divin, I think that's the word, right? I've done super deep dives into the data uh, on the Allen side of the uh, of the shop, which is all the software that we have that uh, automates lead nurture. So that means we get leads to show without any human interaction. And it's been an incredibly long and incredibly, incredibly deep learning process for me because there's so many more variables than I initially thought. Um, and that's because in a small data set, you're, you, can under, you can see all the variables. When you see across large data sets, you have a lot more that come up, right? The, different markets, like people in New York compared to people in the Midwest tend to show up less for appointments, right? There's nothing you can do about it. You shouldn't really worry about it, but it's just something that is a data, it's a variable, right? Now, other, other interesting stats and the things that affect this a lot, believe it or not, are actually counterintuitive, or maybe they are intuitive. But a lot of times our community, for example, and this is something that I even espouse, and this is why I'm, I'm probably rescinding that, it's like we started running ads with food right? Because we're getting shitloads of clicks, right? And we were pushing them over to short squeeze pages, short opt-in pages. So just like name, phone, or email, really no description, right? The thing is, is that short opt-in pages tend to outperform longer opt-in pages in general, not always. There's always examples that are different, but in general, they tend to outperform. Now, here's where it gets interesting. The lead quality, as measured by throughput, from the point of turning into a lead to turning into a show can sometimes be three to five X higher based on what they saw before they opted in. And this is the stuff that I'm learning because like Alan starts at the point of opt-in. Once you get the name from email, that's when Alan starts working them to get them scheduled and get them to show, right? But I'm seeing these massive differences between two, you know, two gyms, even in similar markets, um, even running similar promotions, right? Two of them are running, you know, let's say a 28 day transformation or a month, whatever, right? Now, one gym, let's say is running food picks or picks of a hot chick, right? And then they're going to a short squeeze page. If that's what's happening, the, that person might get much cheaper leads, but they might not get more people in the door. And that's what you have to be measuring off of when you're looking. And then gym number two might have a picture, you know, might have a picture of people working out or might have a video of people working out with an explanation at the end. You might have a decent amount of clicks from that, but then going to a page that has more explanation of the program, the benefits, et cetera, outlines some of the pain that someone might experience. Now people are more aware and the offer becomes more relevant. And some people might think, 
I would argue wrongfully, well, I just want to get as many leads as I can. The thing is, is if you tell someone more about your program and then they choose not to opt in, that's a good thing. They're segmenting themselves out and saying that like they weren't actually interested. And so that way you don't waste your time and effort on them, right? And so if you have a higher, per, like the people who are opting in, even if you have, let's say half as many that opt in, but of those half, they are three times more likely to show now you have a marketing campaign that is working better than kind of what a traditional clickbait looking campaign might be, all right? And so when you're making your marketing, measure what matters, measure and look as, as close as possible to the actual sale itself and how much revenue you're able to generate per show because that's gonna take into account your close rate. So if all of a sudden people coming in from one promotion are closing at a much higher percentage than people coming in from a different promotion, then that's definitely gonna affect whether you think that promotion's good or not, right? And so you have to measure it as close to the sale as possible uh, because that way you're gonna have a revenue per show and then that way you can back it all the way into your campaigns and then you'll be able to see whether these campaigns are actually better or not. And if you are getting talked to by, or someone's trying to talk to you about marketing and they, and they spout off like, oh, we got a 80% conversion on our opt-in page. Well, what's the offer and what's the traffic, right? We're getting, we're getting, you know, whatever, you know, we're getting $2, well, cool, but like, what's the offer? What's the traffic? You know, like what's, give me the, give me context, right? And so that is all I would implore you to do. So if you're thinking about marketing, make sure you're measuring as close to the sales as possible. Take into account the three big metrics. One is cost of acquisition, which is always going to be king. And then the two submetrics, which is going to be immediate cash value and lifetime value of the customer, which you want that to be at least three to one for your gross margin not from your total revenue collected. Big key point.